2: Gallagher.
3: Have you ever noticed that when the beast is wrong, they never backpedal? The beast, you know, as I call the media and academia and Hollywood and all that. You know how they mocked anybody who suggested that COVID came from a lab leak in Wuhan? Uh, Mark Mark Thieson pointed out last night with Dana Perino and uh, Bill Hemmer on Fox News. He's a former George Bush speechwriter, writes now for the Washington Post. He's a Fox News regular. He said the media, they didn't just downplay the lab leak theory. I mean, they attacked and even mocked anybody who dared to suggest it.
1: But we have to look at our response and why we got it wrong. Because it's obviously, it's going to happen again at some point. Because China is not going to become more democratic. They're not going to become more open. They're not going to stop doing this kind of research. So, why, what did we do? Why was our response so bad? And then also, why did our public health experts go out and say things that that turned out to be completely wrong? And then, the, and then the other big issue that we really need to do some introspection is is the media. So, the media didn't just downplay this they made fun of people who said this was that this was a possibility they dismissed it
3: of course we're all reacting to the news that the energy department has now joined the fbi another big federal agency in believing that covid that the virus was the result of a wuhan china lab leak molly hemingway posted a clip from nicole wallace from MSNBC, Molly tweeted, Here, the truly awful Nicole Wallace pushes New York Times propaganda that helped red China's effort to obstruct the investigation into the Wuhan Institute of Virology's role in releasing a deadly a deadly global pandemic. Here's a flashback uh, from a long time ago, about a year ago, MSNBC's Nicole Wallace.
4: Traditionally driven by science, not presidential politics and the scientists aren't the only ones rankled today by Trump's effort at reputational repair. The New York Times also advances recent reporting on US intelligence agencies which we learned this week provided intel in the president's PDB as early as January about the lethal spread of COVID. Those same agencies now have been tapped with investigating one of Trump world's most favorite conspiracy theories. New York Times reports this, quote, senior Trump administration officials have pushed American spy agencies to hunt for evidence to support an unsubstantiated theory that a government lab in Wuhan, China was the origin of the coronavirus outbreak. That's according to current and former American officials. The effort comes as President Trump escalates a campaign to blame China for the pandemic. Some intel analysts are concerned that the pressure from the administration officials will distort assessments about the virus and that they could be used as a political weapon in an intensifying battle with China over a disease that has infected more than three million people across the globe.
3: I wonder if Nicole Wallace will be apologizing for apparently getting it so wrong. Wonder if she'll acknowledge she was pushing propaganda from the New York Times. Molly Hemingway Molly Hemingway is right. These people are awful. Today, we're partnering with Food for the Poor to provide urgently needed food to some of the most impoverished countries in our hemisphere. I've traveled with Food for the Poor. I am so impressed with this organization. They're a great Christian ministry. You know, it's hard to imagine the impact interrupted planting cycles, rising food prices, and the lingering impact of COVID have on families who could barely feed their children to begin with. Today, a meal-for-meal match means that your one-time gift of $144 provides a family of four with food for a year you know how good that's going to make you feel? Two meals a day for the next year for a family who struggled to get even a handful of rice or enough corn for a tortilla. Now, there are several ways to rescue a family through our campaign. You can go to MikeOnline.com, click on the red Send Food banner at the top of the page. You can text the keyword Mike to 91999. We'll send you back a link to make your life-saving gift. Or just give them a call. My toll-free number is 844-860-HOPE. That's 844 844-860- 860 Four six seven three, food for the poor. Help us help them today.
2: This is your source for breaking news and what to make of it all. This is the Mike Gallagher Show.
0: I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid.
2: If we can send $120 billion uh, to the country of Ukraine, surely
1: we can spare some for some of our own citizens whose town has been affected through no fault of their own. And they just lied to us for money and power. But the reason it's coming out now is because we're mad at China for possibly funding... The Russian war in Ukraine.
2: Now, from the ReliefFactor.com studios, here's Mike Gallagher.
3: Sometimes it's hard to distinguish between the really big things and the little things. Um, we have so much information that comes at us like a fire hose. And we're numb. We lose sight of it. We've just been through this horrific worldwide shutdown. This economic catastrophe that the planet suffered because of... COVID. We have catastrophic policies coming out of the White House, including this goofy scheme to forgive student loan debt, something that the executive branch does not have the authority to do. The Supreme Court hears that case today. We should find out in late spring or early summer how they'll rule. I'm pretty confident the court will reject Biden's pathetic pandering, and boy, does he pander! Gosh, this guy panders. I've never, I've never seen anything like it. Did you see what he said yesterday in some speech he was giving? Um, the, the, this is the kind of pandering. Now, so far, we've learned that he's been—you know—he was raised in a black church, he was raised Puerto Rican, uh, he fought with corn pop. I mean, he just panders. Check this out. Yesterday at the White House,
0: you know, I know. Uh... <laughs> I know real power when I see it. The Divine Nine.
3: We're honored
0: to have presidents, all the presidents here tonight. And I want to thank him. For, and by the way, you know, I'm not, I, I, I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid.
3: <laughs> I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. What does that mean? Is that humor? Um, And, and so. Let's focus on a big-picture item for just a moment. We've watched people disparaged, ridiculed, canceled, censored, who dared to express any other belief about COVID, China, Wuhan, than the official narrative. The official narrative is that we had nothing to do with whatever happened in Wuhan, China. It just happened to originate in Wuhan, it's a coincidence that the Wuhan virology lab was right there. Nah, no, it wasn't a lab leak. And now, of course, more and more officials are believing it was. It was. I mean, when it, when when you got to go to John Stewart for clarity, and he's a funny guy. I mean, he's a lefty, no question about it. We. Most of us probably wouldn't align with him politically. Do you remember when he went on that wretched and Stephen Colbert's show? Stephen Colbert, one of the worst of the worst. Uh, Just a propagandist and a really vicious lefty who kind of masks his contempt for all things right of center as a late night comic. He interviewed Jon Stewart one night. This was like a year ago you remember this clip we played it when it happened and all of a sudden john stewart looks like nostradamus what 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 do you mean by it? do you
1: mean like well, the, so so perhaps there's, there's a chance that this was created in a lab there's an investigation a chance well I, so,
0: I i i i oh I, my god evidence i'd love to hear it. there's I don't a know. N- novel respiratory coronavirus overtaking wuhan china what do we do oh you know who we could ask the Wuhan novel respiratory coronavirus lab. The disease is the same name as the lab. That's just that's just a little too weird, don't you think? And then they ask those scientists, they're like, how did this... So wait a minute, you work at the Wuhan respiratory coronavirus lab. How did this happen? And they're like, mm, a pangolin kissed a turtle. Mm. And you're like, no, I... You, The name of your lap. If you look at the name, (laughs) look at the name. Can I, let me see your business card. Show me your business card. Oh, I work at the... Coronavirus lab in Wuhan. Oh, because there's a coronavirus loose in Wuhan. How did that happen? Maybe a bat flew into the cloaca of a turkey and <laughs> then it sneezed into my chili and now we all have coronavirus. Like come okay, wait, okay, wait, okay. Wait, a, wait a second. Wait a what second. about this? What about wait this? Listen to this? Wait a second. All right. John. Oh my god! Outbreak of chocolatey goodness near Hershey, Pennsylvania. What do you think happened? Like, oh, I don't know. Maybe a steam shovel made it with a cocoa bean. Or it's the chocolate factory. Maybe that's it. That could be. That could be.
3: Now, Colbert, humorless dolt that he is, he's dumbfounded. He's sitting there with this plastic... you know, smile on his face, just in shock that his buddy isn't swallowing the narrative. Hook, line, and sinker. John Stewart was the only one. And that was, and then he was immediately dismissed as a crank and a QAnon conspiracy theorist. They went after him after that little rant. I mean, this is what the, this was the narrative uh, yesterday the five over on the Fox News Channel played a montage of what the media was saying all along about the idea that the virus escaped from the Wuhan lab. Just weeks ago, Dr. Anthony Fauci rejected the conspiracy
1: that coronavirus was man made in a lab in Wuhan, China. Both scientists and the U.S. intelligence community agree that this coronavirus was not man-made. That is not a possibility. Really just take a critical, scientific look at the evidence that's available. Our belief is that it's much more likely this came from an animal. You said the overwhelming amount of evidence indicates that's a lab leak. I believe most card-carrying...
5: Viral phy- phylogenists and molecular virologists would disagree with you.
1: I'm really sorry that the lab leak has become such a distraction for so many people, because, frankly, we still don't know. There is no evidence, really, to say.
3: That's what they did. I mean, that's Francis Collins and Tony Fauci and Joy Reid and all of these people who completely dismissed. And, and, and again, John Stewart... Is so right. You got a, a virus that originated in the city that houses a, a, a virologist lab. Oh, it's just a coincidence. It was a pangolin. Somebody ate a pangolin somewhere. And then we all have COVID. You know, this is, as Tucker Carlson described it last night, one of the greatest crimes in the history of the world. This isn't just an American crime, of course. This is a worldwide crime. You've seen scenes of what they did to people in Australia? I mean, some countries were absolutely bat-crap crazy in the way they responded to this. Remember the early days when they were welding doors shut in China? Starving people to death? Preventing them from getting to leave their apartment? Their homes? Now, here's the good news. We've got control of the House of Representatives. And there's a lot of oversight going on. There's a lot of reckoning that people are facing. Mark Thiessen wants to know, when is there gonna be a major investigation into this? Here he was with Bill Hemmer and Dana Perino yesterday. So here's a question I have. Why is there no
1: 9-11 Commission for the COVID pandemic? I mean, so we got so many things wrong from the response to I mean, you look at Fauci's mistakes from the beginning of this saying for six weeks that there was no community spread in the U.S. when it was because they had a they were using a flu surveillance system instead of instead of a covid surveillance system, which you had had to present with symptoms and everyone was asymptomatic to dismissing masking to dismiss. I mean, you just go on the list and list of things that he got wrong to this and no one's been held to account.
3: No one has been held to account. I th- I hope and pray they will. Give me your take on all of this. And I, I want to also hone in on why are we finding out about this now? Jesse Waters has a pretty intriguing theory about it over on Fox News. And I'll share that with you as well. Our number is 800-655-MIKE. Welcome in. It's Tuesday, final day of the month. Tomorrow, March the 1st, 2023. Man, first two months of the year have flown by, haven't they? Our number is 800-655-6453 as we kick things off in the ReliefFactor.com studios. Tell me if you think there'll be a reckoning or an accountability. You think anybody's going to be held accountable? Will Nicole Wallace be apologizing anytime soon? Fauci? Francis Collins? Stephen Colbert? Jimmy Kimmel? Any of them? Are any of them going to apologize for mocking and trying to destroy the reputations of anybody? who suggested this was a lab leak, after all? Is that wishful thinking? I'm telling you, there is something different this time. I feel like there is a, a push. There's a push back that might lead to a real reckoning. I, I know, you know, they're canceling people like Scott Adams, the, the Dilbert cartoonist. You know, that that for them, for the beast, for the left, that's pretty easy pickings, I guess. But what about... Something that's really serious stuff. Like one of the greatest scandals and crimes in the history of mankind. That's the big stuff we ought to pay attention to. one 800 mike Hope you join us.
2: You jam our talk lines every day. And we're glad you do. So if you have something on your mind and you can't get through, leave us a voicemail. Call 800-655-MIKE and press Option 2 to get it off your chest. And maybe on the air on the Mike Gallagher Show.
3: My pillow is having their biggest sheet sale of the year. You've helped my pillow become one of the most extraordinary success stories in America today. Well now Mike Lindell wants to give back exclusively to you, a Mike Gallagher listener. The Percale and Giza Dream Bed Sheet sets are available in a variety of colors and sizes, and they're on sale now for as low as twenty nine ninety-eight with our listener promo code Mike G. Order today because when they're gone, they're gone. The Percale and Giza Dream Sheets are breathable. They have a cool, crisp feel made from the finest cotton on earth. Comes with a 10-year warranty, a 60-day money-back guarantee. Don't miss out on this amazing offer. There's a limited supply, so be sure to order today. Get them while they're hot. Call 800 928 6034. 800 928 6034. Use the promo code Mike G or call 800 928 6034. 800 928 6034. Or go to mypillow.com. Look for the Mike Gallagher Radio Special Square. Click on that box. And with anything you order, be sure to enter the promo code Mike G. Mypillow.com. Promo code Mike G. Mypillow.com. Promo code, MikeG. MyPillow.com, promo code MikeG. Or call 800 928 6034 like we love to sing. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world is my mypillow.com. Promo code Mike G.
2: Mike Gallagher. A lot
3: of text messages coming in about this, uh, well, possibly the greatest crime in the history of the world. Uh, from Massachusetts, Mike, the U.S. intel community are shills for the CCP and traitors. Rhonda from Pennsylvania. One of the things I tell my 19-year-old is to use the brain that God gave you. Don't go by. Don't go by what the world tells you. And finally, from Delaware, Mike, I think people are so glad that the COVID stuff is over with that they just don't care about investigating any wrongdoing. Great uh, tweet from somebody regarding the John Stewart clip, uh, and that was. Again, that was, what, a year, year and a half ago? Sometimes it just takes a comedian to say the things that are so glaringly obvious to anyone who doesn't worship at the altar of their political gods. Do you remember, and I admit, I was late getting on the anti-Fauci bandwagon. I kind of felt that, well, this is this old guy, been around forever, and he's fighting, battling, you know, AIDS, and doing all kinds of things for infectious diseases, and you know, he's a kindly old It took me a long time to realize how truly nefarious he was. Remember how he insisted? Remember when he mixed it up with Rand Paul and insisted there's no gain-of-function research? Do you realize that the official government position has gone from denying there was gain-of-function research to defending it? Now let that sink in for just a moment. They have gone from denying gain-of-function research to now defending it. Listen, to John Kirby. This is one of Biden's big top spokespeople. This is a guy who's the the State Dispart- the National Security Council spokesman, John Kirby, answering a question about gain-of-function research. Again, keep in mind, remember how Fauci was all indignant to Rand Paul? Oh, why well, are you crazy? How dare you? You're a crazy man. Thinking that there's gain-of-function research and we had anything to do with it. Now, the official government position is we not only defend it, we're enthusiastically behind it. Does the
1: president believe that this type of of gain-of-function research is proven?
3: He believes that
1: um, it's important to help prevent future pandemics, which means he understands that there has to be legitimate scientific research into the sources or potential sources of pandemics so that we understand it, so that we can prevent them and we can prevent them from happening, obviously.
3: Um, but he also what, believes what, in, what, 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 what? What? You were telling us there's no such thing. There's no gain of function. How dare you suggest the United States had anything to do... Oh, no, that's important research now. Now, that's... We need to pre- prevent future viruses, so we'll keep manufacturing deadly viruses in a lab like Wuhan that will help fund that can infect the world. Got it. Are you paying attention yet? 1-800-655-MIKE. I'll tell you what happened. Xi told, uh, uh, Chairman Xi told Biden, you better get on board, big guy. Darling,
2: The Mike Gallagher show. These
4: people, these fascists out there like DeSantis, they think that we're just going to sit back and let them do whatever they want. No, we're not. We've been, we've seen this movie before. Okay. Those of us who lived in the sixties and seventies. Yeah. We saw this movie. There was many, there were many, many fascist tech, uh, tactics coming down the, the pike from Nixon and the rest of these fascists. That's what they are.
2: In the relief studios. Here's Mike.
3: That clip from Joy Behar on the view. You know, she, she's a, she's a comic. That's her background. You ever heard a more vile person in your life? Throwing around a term like fascist. You know, I wonder if we have World War II veterans who cringe when they hear a a dummy like her. A a mean dummy. I mean, these are mean-spirited people. Call a guy like Ron DeSantis a fascist. And incidentally, they're teeing it up. They're all set for... uh, for 2024, expecting that he's going to be a uh, a challenger to President Trump for the GOP nomination. Speaking of Trump, I mean, I mentioned a moment ago how John Stewart was right; he was the only one right. Yeah, he was the only one from that TV world. You know who was right from the from the the world of government and politics? Oh yeah, Donald J. Trump. Do you remember how Trump was crucified for calling it the China virus? Remember when he was mocked for suggesting that it could have been a lab leak? I mean, that's what that awful Nicole Wallace with her commentary that we played earlier was responding to. Attacking Trump for daring to suggest a kooky conspiracy theory. Like it came from a lab. Remember, the, remember these exchanges? Here's, here was Trump with uh, reporters challenging him regarding the China virus.
0: Why do you keep calling this the Chinese virus? Why do you keep using this? A lot it comes
3: of people say it's racist. It's not racist at all, no, not at all. It comes from China. I mean, oh, what a terrible thing he was doing. Blaming China. You can't blame China. That's racist. That's racist if you blame China for a virus that very well, you know, leaked from a lab while they're doing gain of function research, manipulating deadly viruses in a laboratory. My gosh. My gosh. A real important time for you to watch Innovation Race. Portions of our show brought to you by Salem Now. You gotta hear the truth about what China is doing, exploiting weaknesses in our US patent system, stealing our inventions, our technology, and we're helping them do it. China could soon control could soon control five G technology, which will eventually control all our devices. You gotta watch this movie called Innovation Race. It's a clarion call to action. It's available at Salem now. See it for yourself. Watch The Great Innovation Race, now on demand, or buy the DVD, SalemNow.com, SalemNow.com. Yeah, I I keep thinking about John Kirby's insistence yesterday that, oh, President Biden believes that gain-of-function research is important, and it's important to help prevent future pandemics. Wait a minute. Doesn't this feel like it was just yesterday when Rand Paul and Tony Fauci mixed it up over gain-of-function research? Let me take, finish. You take an animal virus and you increase its yeah, transmissibility yeah, to humans, right. you're saying that's not gain-of-function? Yeah,
1: that is correct. And, and Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly. And I want to say that officially. You do not know what you are talking about.
0: Okay, you get get one person. Let's read from the the NIH NIH. definition of gain of
1: function. This is your definition that you guys wrote. It says that scientific research that increases the transmissibility among mammals is gain of function. They took animal viruses that only occur in animals, and they increased their transmissibility to humans. How you can say that is not gain of function. It is not. It's a dance, and you're dancing around this because you're trying to obscure responsibility for 4 million people dying around the world okay. from a pandemic.
3: I'll bet you Tony Fauci isn't so sassy now. I'll bet you he isn't so cocky now, huh? As he, Of course, he's in retirement, right? He's only off giving $100,000 speeches. To pass the time. Unreal. Unreal. Eric's in Libertyville, Illinois. Hey, Eric, welcome to the Mike Gallagher Show in the relieffactor.com studios. How are you? Hey, Mike. Pleasure. Thank Pleasure you. To be on Thanks.
1: Well, I mean, let's be realistic. You talk about all these things that seem to come to pass, you know, two, three years later, and you look at a guy like Fauci. There was an article out in the Roman Times, I believe, that came out in 2015. This goes back to the beginning of the pandemic this was circulating around. And this talked about what the U.S. was doing in the lab in Wuhan, how we were funding it, how we were paying for it, how the NIH was involved. And then you get a guy like Fauci who's involved, and suddenly all these things go wrong. All these people are getting sick. And this guy that's supposedly an expert gets everything wrong. It's like talking about Biden at the border or you
3: know the fentanyl. Well, if look they, at well, look at well, look at gain, so look at, things wrong. Look at gain of function. Look at how they denied that there was any gain of function going on, and there way there's no way. And now they're defending it and 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 supporting they're it. Talking about doing this at uh, Boston University. Correct. Right? Correct. That's exactly I right. Mean, and I and I guarantee you, if there's a lab leak in Wuhan, oh, there's no way there could be a lab leak at Boston University. Now, is there? I mean, well, it, it's, they'll just blame it on somebody brought it across the border, right? Well, no, they'll blame it like, really like John Stewart people. said, a bat, bat bit, bit a turtle, and a pangolin bit a, a guy's ankle. I mean, this is insane. And and here's Ben Shapiro posted a, a uh, posted a tweet that that sums up what you're saying, Eric. This is the usual mainstream media Democrat narrative strategy. Number one, no, that's not true. Number two. You're crazy if you think it might be true. Number three, okay, it might be true, but not how you think. Number four, okay, it's true how you thought, but what does it even matter anymore? That's their that's their strategy. Is that the Hillary Clinton mantra? Who cares? Right? Who cares? Who cares anyway? Who? What does it really matter anyway? What does it really matter? What they put Tom Cotton through? What does it really matter? What they did to Trump? Incidentally, do you not realize, are you paying attention to the nice, the really strong few weeks that Donald Trump has had? I mean, I know there's all this, you know, yammering about his legal challenges and everything. How about uh, he goes to East Palestine, shows up the Biden administration, shows up Mayor Pete, goes and delivers thousands of uh, pallets of water to the people of East Palestine, telling them that even though the Biden administration is forgetting them, I would never forget you and I never will. And now, you know, comes this big bombshell from the Energy Department. They believe, along with the FBI, that the virus was, in fact, as a result of a Wuhan lab leak. So calling it China virus, well, seems pretty pretty appropriate, doesn't it? Eight hundred six five five mike 18 minutes before the hour. And, and incidentally, this is what Trump was put through. Here's one of the superstars of MSNBC when Trump was talking about gain of function, was, was talking about the, the lab leak, was calling it the China virus. Here was the kind of pushback he got. Here's a flashback to, you know, another one of these vile propagandists, Nicole Wallace over at MSNBC
4: traditionally driven by science not presidential politics. And the scientists aren't the only ones rankled today by Trump's effort at reputational repair. The New York Times also advances recent reporting on U.S. intelligence agencies, which we learned this week provided intel in the president's PDB as early as January about the lethal spread of COVID. Those same agencies now have been tapped with investigating one of Trump world's most favorite conspiracy theories. New York Times reports this, quote, senior Trump administration officials have pushed American spy agencies to hunt for evidence to support an unsubstantiated theory that a government lab in Wuhan, China, was the origin of the coronavirus outbreak. That's according to current and former American officials. The effort comes as President Trump escalates a campaign to blame China for the pandemic. Some intel analysts are concerned that the pressure from the administration officials will distort assessments about the virus and that they could be used as a political weapon in an intensifying battle. Battle with China over a disease that has infected more than three million people across the globe
3: I'm always thrown by her because when you see her I mean she's such a pleasant looking lady she got that long flowing brown hair and nice smile and then she opens her eyes get out of the house I mean, she is like this monstrous everything she said and and PS she was George Bush's press secretary this a former or, or, or communications director if you look her up on Wikipedia she was a Republican prior to 2021 so I guess she's one of those never trumpers who left the Republican Party good please go get out go be a far left progressive and a and a, and a america hating lefty where you belong right there on MSNBC and I'm sure she's and she's one of their stars. She is. It's the craziest thing. You know the old thing about how you don't. I, I get that once in a while when I meet somebody in person. They say, "Oh, Mike, you you don't look like you sound uh, on the radio." That's like her. I mean, I see her. I see a nice picture. Oh, look at that smiling face. She's so like <laughs> it's hysterical. Here's Tucker calling out uh, comedian Jimmy Kimmel. We played the John Stewart clip. Of uh, Stuart pointing out, uh, yeah, Wuhan, not a coincidence, lab leak. But check out uh, Tucker's takedown of another one of these late night comics who used to, uh, who who takes his platform to be a political propagandist apparently every night. I saw a, a tweet from Ruth Buzzy. Remember Ruth Buzzy? She is so special. She's an American treasure. I think she lives in the in, in North Texas uh, on a ranch, and she had a stroke. She had some health problems recently, but she's real active on Twitter, and she tells funny jokes on Twitter, and, you know, she's and she tweeted something out the other day. She had a picture of herself with, I think, Frank Sinatra, and uh, she said, back when entertainers just entertained. You know, late-night comics on TV. You didn't know what Johnny Carson's politics were. He didn't really know what Jay Leno's politics were. Or Letterman for that matter. But this breed, man, every night they think they're on a crusade. They're political activists. And it's just, it's just gross. It's gross. Jimmy Kimmel, these guys are gross. Here's Tucker calling them out last night on Fox News. Even the the quote comedians, they were on propaganda
1: duty too. Watch this. He's also pushing U.S. intelligence to find
5: evidence for this theory that the virus was accidentally released from a lab in Wuhan. That's his new angle to feed the wingnuts, uh, to treat this virus like it was a conspiracy of some kind.
1: It should have never happened. This
0: plague should
1: never have happened. It could have been stopped.
0: But people chose not to stop it. <laughs> what people? Tomorrow he'll blame the Spanish flu on Antonio Banderas.
1: Yeah. Imagine if you're a comedian and all of a sudden your cue card has all kinds of talking points from politicians and foreign governments on it. Don't read it. You degrade yourself. And you become complicit in the greatest crime in history.
3: 14 minutes before the hour, our number is 800 mike Busy day. Great to have you along for the ride. Portions of our show brought to you by Fellowship Home Loans. Call eight hundred five ten mike or go to com slash Mike G. Welcome home. Fellowship Home Loans. Here's a text message on the my pillow text line from texas hey mike thought you should know our two-year-old loves you every time you roared so did he all right two-year-old in texas here we go ready i give you nicole wallace on msnbc
2: if you own a gun or are thinking of owning one you must read the vitally important book in defense of the second amendment new from regnery publishing
1: she said, hey, Ramblin' boy, now won't you settle down, Austin i
0: I'm quick on the trigger, with targets not much bigger than a pinpoint am number one. Now,
5: there's a reason for this.
0: But my score will be
5: Reynolds, Annie, get your gun. No, no Annie, get your gun. You are correct, sir. Yeah. But who's that singing? Betty Hutton? It is the 1999 revival. Okay. Featuring gotcha. the birth, featuring today's one of today's birthday girls. That is the incredibly talented Bernadette Peters. Indeed. who is yep. seventy-five today. So my son
3: Matthew of... has had the biggest crush on Bernadette Peters his whole yeah, life buddy. since he was a yeah. little kid. So with she's, good uh, reason, all good there. there you go. Yeah, well, happy
5: uh, Tuesday. What happy are you? Are you good? We 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 have the ability. I you've been just everybody just. Mike's been in studio about thirty seconds. Tampa Bay traffic <laughs> issues. I am so sorry. We had, oh, uh, Eric and everybody yeah. who's on his side. Uh, alert,
3: no, red alert! Red so alert! No, no. Just want to make Never sure you're miss, good. I can't we miss seven thirty-five. I don't miss hashtag seven thirty-five.
5: Well, we've I done mean, I, we've done hashtag seven thirty-five on the phone from right. from the Howard Franklin
3: Bridge before. Right, right. But we not, have no, done. No, 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 we're here. We're live <laughs> in living color, watching <laughs> on the good. Salem News Channel and covering it all. And uh, and uh, you know, I'm 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 good. I'm good to go. I'm getting good, used to these. Hair trigger moments. You know? <laughs> well, it, It's who 90 was it? miles an hour
5: over the Howard Franklin Bridge. I got to tell you, if there's anybody who in her, I don't know how legendary this was, but in her radio days, and she's since flown that coop for television, nobody was m- more famous for walking into a studio from the parking lot with 10 seconds to go than Laura Ingram.
3: Oh really? I, Why? I mean, oh, dude! I mean, but I the years, pro-
5: producers producers had to do the first five ten minutes of that show sometimes. And I love Laura. Laura's great on TV, and she was great on radio. But wow, you could you could feel the tension from the staff. Would she in fact be here as the as the opening music?
3: Uh, Eric began? Eric Hansen, who's been with me now twenty two years, he has said over the years the best shows we do are when I am super late and I come running into the studio at the last second, and there's well, no the show adrenaline prep. is flowing, and you're just because the show prep. Yeah, I guess because I'm Of riffing a little bit, you know, because we all have a stack of stuff that we prepare and everything. Well, sometimes show prep is out the window, sometimes show prep is turning the mic on and saying, "Uh, Hello, here we are.
5: That so, is correct. And yep, so we, yep, when yep. you can when you're talented enough to wing it, doggone on it. That's what you do.
3: But there are <laughs> days where Scott Adams gives us enough material that we, you know, we don't need to do a lot of show prep. We just have to kind of respond and react and opine. Yep. So you go ahead and you start. Here we go. So here's so
5: I, and I explained this to the audience in the first segment. But for those just joining us, Scott Adams is a brilliant cartoonist. He's had the Dilbert strip forever. It's a great strip, and it's not particularly political, like ever. But he is. He has revealed himself in the past years as a really ardent and an assertive conservative, which I have enjoyed greatly. That also means that everybody's going to have the long knives out for him just waiting for him. Mike, as they're waiting for you, they're waiting for me, they're waiting for anybody in politics or media, cartooning or radio or TV or whatever. Any conservative that just just gives them any amount of reason to pounce, they're going to pounce. So, as you and I have discussed countless times, don't give them a reason to pounce. Choose your words carefully, etc., etc., etc. Well, did Scott do that in this instance he was observing about a poll and it's a sad poll and it's something you and i could talk about and probably not get ourselves in trouble it was a poll of black people and it asked a bunch of black people uh, about what is your reaction to the following statement you agree or disagree and one of the statements was and you can argue with this all day long whether this is a stupid question one of the statements was it's okay to be white now I don't even know what that means. It, if somebody hearing that would think, well, I mean you think, well, what difference does it make? Sure, it's okay to be white. But does that mean that privilege is okay? Does it mean the supremacy is okay? It's a confusing weird question. So a pretty alarmingly high number of black people in the poll disagreed with the, 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 that it's okay to be white. And so Scott Adams had a little something to say about that. It's about 30
3: seconds. Here we go. So if, if you know nearly half of all blacks uh, are not OK with white people, according to this poll, not according to me, according to this poll, uh, that's a hate group. That's a hate group. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to have anything to do with them. Mm-hmm. And I would say, you know, based on the current way things are going, Here we go. the best advice I would give to white people is to get the hell away from black people. <sighs> Can you defend that? Uh, no, of course not. It's stupid. It's uh, indefensible. And so, it, it, yes. It, so. But here's the challenge we face. We're so mm-hmm. used to being canceled mm-hmm. that we instinctively circle the wagons and we say, oh, this is unfair cancel culture. Mm-hmm. Um, the, here are, this is a guy who makes his living as a syndicated cartoonist, and mm-hmm. he works ostensibly for these newspapers and these publications yeah. that carry his work. Mm-hmm. And if they say one of our employees essentially – has said something so reprehensible and racist and wrong that we're not going to carry his cartoon, we instinctively say, now, wait a minute, You're, it's, he's a conservative, mm-hmm. so we, we don't want to let this happen to him, because, you know, th- this is like Mike Lindell all over again. Well, it's not Mike Lindell all over again. No. Mike Lindell has never said anything close to that. There's a lot of people on our side who do get canceled for, for not expressing really awful views and listen you can sit around all day long and try to come up with the merit of that was he, was he trying and I don't know enough about this maybe you can fill in the blanks was he attempting to be satirical
5: well, he, he said in his comments following that were either meant to enlighten, illuminate or save his career that, uh, of course, he's not talking about viewing anybody in a racist fashion. He's simply taking a look at something attitudinal and saying, if this is the way people feel about me, that's that's those are not circles in which I'm going to navigate. And there's a way to phrase that. And the way, and it's not hard to do. It's not hard to do. Let's try. But, it wasn't, but it wasn't satire. It, it wasn't old. He no, was literally no, saying no, white no, no, people yeah. should stay the hell away from black people. Yeah, pretty much. And yeah, there's, uh,
3: there's just there's no defending that. But and, here's and, the and,
5: thing. But here's the but, but here's the thing. Here's how I feel about his you can call it can here's how I feel about all these newspapers, Dallas Morning News among them, Washington Post, the dropping him like a hot rock. They, if there were a radical liberal cartoonist. With a strip in the morning news or the Star Telegram or something like that, who said something really, who said something that offended me. Would I be banging the drum for that cartoonist to lose that strip? I would not. And all of these tar- newspapers dropping Dilbert, they, it is so phony, it is such virtue signaling. It's like, ha, we got one. That's why they're doing it, and you know that's why they're doing. It. It's not because real readers or even real people in the in the the readership of these newspapers rose up with indignation. The activists got him. He stepped into the bear trap. It's totally his fault, but the, this mass cancellation is is just a massive act of virtue signaling
3: what well, I'm, I'm, perhaps I mean, I don't know that the newspapers are reacting because they're having an outcry from readers. I don't think that they. I think the newspapers are saying chance. we don't want somebody who we pay money to. Or I don't, I don't know. even know how syndication even works with cartoons. But we don't want but, to to have somebody represented on our pages who's capable of saying but, but something uh, like that. More, true, sometimes that, you got to be, able, uh, no, I, uh, be no. able to say it is what it
5: is. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? But but once again, but a uh, th- th- imagine a cartoonist. I, I don't know. Uh, is is there such a thing as that's what about that's Is what about No, no But then let me give you a what about. I will admit that it's what about. What about if we had a liberal cartoonist who said something, and I don't know how to make apples and apples, maybe some some big, bold CRT kind of thing, some big, crazy, you know, America is a horrible white supremacist uh, hotbed. Let's say we had a cartoonist who said that which is an incredibly stupid, racist thing to say. Would I be
3: banging the drum for them to lose that cartoon? No. Oh, no, I don't you care. Don't, but, run, but, but it doesn't matter what you, what drum you bang. You don't I run know. the newspaper. I, if if uh, you had somebody working for you, let, let's go apples to apples. you got mm-hmm. a team there, and you've got people that work with you and for you. Um, I've got a team here. If somebody on my team said something that is inherently stupid and racist and wrong, would I have an, uh, a prerogative to say as the employer, yeah, I'm not going to have would. that person on
5: my team? Of, of course you would. But the example is is a little flawed. For the pa news, the newspaper gives, cart, gives cartoons and editorial content to a vast audience. I think the only thing that should get a cartoon or a columnist or whoever blown off from a newspaper is if real readers r- are repulsed. Revolt? Are, no. are I- I- exactly. If they run no, a poll, you know, they, they should run a, they, they should, well, if they did an online poll today, every activist from here to the moon would come after Scott Adams. Uh, so Scott Adams did something idiotic. He is, his the, the, his quandary is his fault completely. Uh, however, the mass cancelation, the mass dropping of his cartoon from newspapers is nothing but virtue signaling and is not righteous indignation. The Mark,
3: the Mark Davis, the Mark Dis- Davis they, consistency they, test, private businesses, and they were right to hire or fire they totally whoever do. they were want they totally do they don't want somebody on on their masthead who's capable of saying something like that incidentally he's got a text message from somebody in dallas who said uh what he did an interview yesterday and you will understand he wasn't serious Oh, okay. Well, he was sarcastic. Maybe he was. Well, being it's, It wasn't. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, yes. I, I mean, but they, they, I, guess
5: what? Don't do it. Don't. Don't say and do stupid things. Just don't listen. Because listen they, we have they're, enough.
3: They're, we have enough racial challenges in America, and yeah, I'm reading about real, this, stuff. boneheaded, uh, real stuff. I mean, for example, the the San Francisco Reparations Board is <laughs> is gearing up to to <laughs> oh. to grant black residents five million dollars apiece. They want to make multimillionaires out yeah. of uh, a few thousand San Franciscos. For San Franciscans who happen to be black. Uh, I, you know, it'd be a nice thing for Scott Adams to react to because that's preposterous. And yeah. to say it's preposterous isn't stupid and isn't racist. In fact, they didn't put any thought into this. They're going to bankrupt San Francisco. The whole it's thing pure is pandering. a joke. Pure These aren't serious people, Mark. No, They're not no. serious. They, the, the, the people who come up with this kind of pandering should be absolutely laughed out of the room. That's all it's about. And And speaking of getting laughed out of the room, man, oh, man. Uh, I I watched Tucker eviscerate Jimmy Kimmel last night. He played a clip of Jimmy Kimmel um, who was mocking and attacking anybody who dared suggest that the virus came from the Wuhan lab. Oh, my. And he played the clip. I mean, wow, oh awesome. wow. I mean and 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 here's what Tucker said about Jimmy Kimmel. Imagine you're a comedian, and all of a sudden your cue card has all kinds of talking points from politicians and foreign governments on it. You degrade yourself and become complicit in the greatest crime in history. Mark, this hmm. is arguably the greatest crime in human history. The, the the what what has happened to the world over the last few years. And the fact that Fauci and Dr. Collins and all these yeah. NIH people gain-of-function research. And to this moment, Kirby, they double down on gain-of-function. They're acting like it's not. It's here to stay. You know, hey, let's experiment with dangerous... Have you ever seen the John Stewart clip with Stephen Colbert about, about COVID? Have you ever seen this clip? Don't, Guys, can we cue it up for Mark? It it's is... Cla- oh, it doesn't? Oh, this is genius. And I have to admit... I think the guy. I, I don't know. I know I don't uh, politically align with John Sp- Stewart. But oh, he's I'm, smart. A, I'm a fan, I'm a fan of, of, some of some of his work. He, he's yeah. smart. He's clever. He's funny, mm-hmm. and 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 he. Hey, he goes to bat for 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 veterans and people yes, who've been on does. the pile at 9/11. There's a lot of great things he stands. for. Yes. Listen to what he said to a shocked Stephen Colbert. Oh, I don't know. About a year ago. What What,
1: what do you mean? that? do you mean like well, the, this I mean, perhaps I mean, there's perhaps there's a chance that this was created in a lab? There's an investigation. A
0: chance. Well, but so, I, 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 oh I if there's evidence, I'd love to hear it. There's a n- novel respiratory coronavirus overtaking Wuhan, China. What do we do? Oh, you know who we could ask? The Wuhan novel respiratory coronavirus lab. The <laughs> disease is the same name as the lab. That's just, that's just a little too weird, don't you think? And then they I, ask those I, scientists, they're like, how did this... So wait a minute, you work at the Wuhan respiratory coronavirus lab how did this happen? And they're like, mm, a pangolin kissed a turtle.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he's so like, good. And he, and I, he goes I, on I, and he just absolutely. and Colbert is stunned. Of course, Colbert a snake. Colbert oh, he's is a, a snake. I love i Love oh, it, love I, it, it love he, it. I love to get a taste of his own medicine. So hey, you know, even uh, a blind squirrel finds an acorn once right. in a while. Huh? Hey, tomorrow, because I, I, tomorrow, as a frequent
5: attendee and, and major star at CPAC, tomorrow let's cover who's going, who's not going, and <laughs> Not and what's going. interesting? Oh, who's not going? Desantis not going. I know. Pence, oh, I not know. Going. Youngkin I'm not Pence. going. Ronna yep. McDaniel not going because she'd be booed. But let's cover those uh, both those lists because Trump sounds definitely good. going. I love it, and we love you, Mike Gallagher. I love you ready too. to Happy go ten o'clock today. Happy Tuesday, and it will be on the Mike Gallagher show as soon as we're done at ten on six sixty AM. The answer.